Welcome to the Woman Warriors Podcast, where we're working to help you call a truce with your anxiety. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Now, here's your host, Elizabeth Cush, LCPC. Welcome back to the Woman Warriors podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Cush. I am a licensed clinical professional counselor in Annapolis, Maryland, but I'm also the host of the Woman Warriors podcast. I created it to help bring some awareness to all the worries and fears and stressors that women face in this world and I just wanted to give a shout out and a thank you to Kathy Cush, who is not only my sister-in-law, but she also helps with the podcast. She listens to every episode and creates my amazing show notes with bulleted points, quotes, little summaries, and I probably wouldn't be doing the podcast if I didn't have her because that the idea of having to write up show notes after doing the interview and editing would make my head explode. So thank you, Kathy, for all you do. Thank you for promoting the podcast too and sending me suggestions for guests and interview topics. I truly appreciate all the work that you're doing for me. If you want to know more about the Woman Warriors podcast and be up to date on all the episodes you can subscribe through Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also leave an honest review or a rating through Apple Podcasts if you go into iTunes and scroll all the way to the bottom of the podcast. There is a section there for reviews and ratings. I would so appreciate it. It would really mean the world to me. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, at Woman Warriors uh, Pinterest. I'm on the my Progression Counseling Pinterest account. There is a Woman Warriors board, and you can find all the episodes there as well. I am recording this today on the day before Halloween, the holiday where we work hard to be afraid, to scare each other, to watch scary movies, to walk around in costume, to dress our children in costume. And so that got me thinking about fear and compassion and being in the moment and I wanted to share an experience that I had over the weekend. I actually, my intention had been to to post a completely different episode this week. So I shifted gears as I was thinking about this experience and wanting to share it because it really, it, it is still sitting with me. So. This past weekend, I drove to see my parents, and 
They live about two hours away, and I drove myself. My husband chose to stay home, which I totally understood, and we were actually going to see Hamilton, and I was pretty excited. And on the way there, you know, I was kind of dressed up because we were going to meet for dinner and then go to the show, and driving along a relatively quiet stretch of road. There were other cars, but I had noticed there was a truck that was driving very similar speeds as me. So if he would pass up a couple cars, he was ahead of me, I would also pass those cars, and we kind of maintained a steady speed. But then there were moments when the truck would slow down, and I passed the truck, got in front of it, And then it would suddenly pass me again, speeding up, going next to me, passing me. And there were a few times during this drive where it felt like there were just the two of us on the road and the truck would pull up alongside me, although I had just passed it because it had slowed down. And so then it sped up and pulled up alongside me and then just maintained the same speed. So was just driving beside me, and it made me incredibly uncomfortable. Well, I mean, I think first I was annoyed. I was like, what are you doing? Like, I just passed you. Why are you now passing me? And now why are you not actually passing me, but just hovering alongside me, making me uncomfortable? And then I got frustrated because I just couldn't understand the variability of the driving and what their intentions were. But then I got scared. I got scared. I was at one point side by side and I felt afraid. I felt trapped and I felt the urge to flee. And so I listened to that. I honored that this situation was making me really uncomfortable and I drove really fast. I got to a point in the highway where the speed picked up and I probably drove 20 miles over the speed limit to get away from this truck. But as he was driving right next to me and not moving from the left lane, there were very few cars nearby and I felt really isolated and threatened and afraid. I felt as if I wasn't seen as a person, but as an object to intimidate. And that somehow being in a car took away any personal connection between us. It gave them the ability to be unseen. But even more importantly, they could not see my humanness. That I was just an object in a car And they were in a truck that was big and powerful. And I felt like I was being seen as a thing that could be harassed without any remorse, just for fun, for their personal entertainment, that I no longer mattered. And I had this vision of what it would be like to think like that. I imagined... They were thinking, here's a woman alone in her car. She thinks she wants to pass me. She wants to move away, but I'm not going to. She wants me to move away, but no, I'm not going to let. I'm not going to, and I'm not going to let her move away. 
They just wanted to fuck with me. And they wanted to see how I'd react if they kept messing with me. This is what I was thinking. Maybe they could get me to pull over. Maybe they were thinking I'd be so scared that I would pull over or slow down or... I'm not sure. Have you ever seen the movie, the Steven Spielberg movie, Duel with Dennis Weaver? I think that came to mind as well. It's a horrifying movie. He's taking a long drive through, I think it's the California mountains, maybe. And this big truck driver comes alongside of him and maybe he passes him, but somehow the truck driver becomes incredibly intimidating, forcing him almost off the road, like follows him. It's horrifying. And I don't even remember how it ends, but I can remember watching it. It's like a 1970s movie as a kid. Well, that, that came to mind too. I couldn't see the truck driver's face. I felt like I was a target. And as I was writing down notes for this podcast episode and reliving what that experience felt like, I could feel this tightness, this grip in my chest. I, I, I got scared again. Just thinking about the experience put me back in that place of fear and feeling intimidated and threatened. My heart was beating fast. I was really scared just thinking about it. Now, I realize that I live a life where I'm not usually afraid. I'm not afraid of being a woman. I'm not afraid of being out and about as a woman. I tend to feel very safe and secure in the community where I live. So this was a very unfamiliar feeling for me. And it made me realize how quickly the safety of my world can shift. And I was left thinking about what it must be like for people of color in our society today to not be seen, to not be recognized, to have their experience invalidated, to have the white culture be so dominant and prevalent that we can't recognize another's experiences being real or true. And what that would be like to live that all the time, that at any moment you could be seen as someone who could be threatened or targeted, misjudged. And I'm thinking about how easy it is for us as a culture today to objectify the people that don't look like us or don't think like us. And when we objectify them, we don't have to think about their feelings, their worries, because we don't see them as anything like us. We don't see them as fellow human beings, as people. And the, the prevalence and access of automatic weapons here in the U.S. makes it so much easier to just hurt, kill, threaten people we feel don't look like us or act like us or that belong here in our country. It takes seconds
And so right now, I am afraid of where our country's culture is going and where the world is headed if we can't connect to our common humanity. And as I reflect on the common humanity, I want to acknowledge I have no idea what the truck driver's intentions were. They might have been on their phone or listening to a podcast, having no idea how their driving was affecting me. The picture that came to my mind was a 30-something white male wearing a Make America Great Again cap and seeing me as a white woman with hostility or as someone they wanted to fuck or hurt or take advantage of, have power over. But they could have been a person of color. It could have been a woman. It could have been a woman of color. It could have been a white woman. It could have been anyone. I was also objectifying that person by sticking them in this category, a placeholder, making them a thing, not a human. And yes, I felt scared, and I tried to trust that feeling within myself. And so I did get away from them. I had options. I had choices. I could drive away and get away from them. But I don't know who they were. I don't know what their intentions were. And I had lumped them into this category that I see as a threatening, unfeeling, unseeing thing instead of a human. The getting away helped me feel safe physically and mentally, but the incident has stuck with me. So here I am talking about it. So how do we move away from objectifying, minimizing, and creating and cultivating an us versus them dynamic here in the U.S. and across the world for the people that all inhabit this world that we live in. For me, I've found that mindfulness, self-compassion, and meditation help me to feel more connected to myself and the others of this world, and it gives me the power and the tools to see me with compassion, even when I'm making snap judgments about others. So here's a meditation that has helped me in my capacity to see other human beings as beings, as being people that inhabit this world with me. I think it can be called a metta meditation or a loving kindness meditation, but You can call it whatever you want. So getting yourself into a comfortable position, whether you're sitting in a chair, sitting on a cushion, lying on the floor, wherever you are, allow yourself to sink into whatever surface your body is touching. Letting yourself feel the gravity pull you down into the cushions, onto the floor, feeling the heaviness the solidness of your body. 
Closing your eyes if that feels comfortable. Taking a slow, deep breath in. Exhaling out slowly. And now I want you to bring to mind someone that you care about that's struggling right now, that's having a hard time. Someone who really means something to you that you look at with love and kindness. And offering them these words. May you be safe. May you be peaceful. May you be healthy. And may you live your life with ease. And just picturing their face, imagine you're looking in their eyes, saying to them, may you be safe, may you be peaceful, may you be healthy, and may you live your life with ease. And you can repeat those phrases to yourself imagining that person there in front of you. May you be safe. May you be peaceful. May you be healthy. And may you live your life with ease. And now bring to mind someone you don't know very well. Maybe somebody you pass in the grocery store, at the post office, someone you see on your commute every day, and know that they suffer and struggle sometimes too. And so offering them those same words, may you be safe, may you be peaceful, may you be healthy, and may you live your life with ease. May you be safe. May you be peaceful. May you be healthy. And may you live your life with ease. And now imagine someone that you don't really like. Someone maybe that irritates you a little bit, that you don't get along with. Someone that kind of ruffles your feathers. And know that they struggle too. That sometimes they suffer. And picturing their face picturing them there in front of you offering these same words of love and kindness. May you be safe. May you be peaceful. May you be healthy. And may you live your life with ease. May you be safe. May you be peaceful. 
may you be healthy, and may you live your life with ease. And know that in these moments when we're struggling, we can offer these same words to ourselves. May I be safe. May I be peaceful. May I be healthy. And may I live my life with ease. And you can even place a hand on your heart or your belly or your cheek, wherever feels comfortable to you, saying, may I be safe. May I be peaceful. May I be healthy. And may I live my life with ease. And now broaden your perspective to bring in your whole community, the whole town or city or place where you live, and offering these same words to anyone who is struggling right now. May you be safe. May you be peaceful. May you be healthy. And may you live your life with ease. May you be safe. May you be peaceful. May you be healthy. And may you live your life with ease. And now imagine that you're including yourself in these loving kindness words. So imagine being in the whole world with everyone together, offering the same words of love and kindness. May we be safe. May we be peaceful. May we be healthy. And may we live our lives with ease. May we be safe. May we be peaceful. May we be healthy. And may we live our lives with ease. May we be safe, may we be peaceful, may we be healthy, and may we live our lives with ease. I'm saying those words in your head a few times to the world and the people around you, including yourself.
And when you're ready, you can open your eyes, wiggle your toes and your fingers, stretching if you need to, bringing yourself back to the room, wherever you are. And know that this meditation serves to bring a sense of common humanity in our struggles, in our difficulties, when we feel alone in our suffering. That we're all human, that we all struggle, no matter where we live, no matter what country, what state, what continent. We're all human beings, and we all struggle with human emotions and things and feelings and life. And we're all in this together. Well, I hope you can find some compassion and caring and loving kindness for the people in your life and in your community and in the world this week. I hope you had a happy Halloween. I hope you are enjoying fall temperatures wherever you are. If you're living in a place that it's fall season right now, I hope you have a wonderful week. Ciao for now from This Woman Warrior. Thanks for listening and subscribing to the Woman Warriors podcast. Music was written and performed by Andy Cush. If you'd like more information on this episode, you can find the show notes, the resources shared today, and links to the guests' profiles at womanwarriors.com.